Pastor Michael E. Tan. I'm the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We're at 311 North Dunbar, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We want to welcome you to today's program. Today you're going to be listening to a word either from myself, my lovely wife Kimberly E. Tan, or associate minister at Bethlehem, or teacher. But before we get into word today, we just want to welcome those who are listening throughout our MySpace page at www.myspace.com backslash Pastor Michael Eton, that's E-A-T-O-N. Maybe listening through our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com or podcast of the same name, Hear God's Word at Bethlehem, or through our Women of Divine Faith or other ministries all on the internet. Now, let's get into the Word. Call him up and tell him what you want. Amen. Praise the Lord. It's good to be in the household of the Lord tonight. We're glad you've joined us. Bethlehem. Oh, that sounds good. Make him known is our theme for the year. And uh, before we go on, I just want to take a little trip, a little venture uh, as we talk about faith. Um, as we look at the, the building, uh, uh, we always have to rem- remind you of this vision. This is a vision of what we want God to do. And uh, this is the front of the church. And I want to challenge you as you pull up towards on this property to imagine this back half of the building uh, being built. This back half right here. Amen. And also, we want you to imagine that... Uh, uh, this is the little carport where you come in and drop uh, those who may not want to make the journey through and go through these doors and you you walk up here and this is the ladies lounge this whole half section there that whole section is the ladies lounge amen and uh, it's going to be going to make it a beautiful place amen because uh, you've suffered for so long hello somebody <laughs> Amen. And uh, when you walk through the doors, these are the doors of the sanctuary. Here's the sanctuary, uh, the pulpit, the choir room back here where you go and you'll rehearse. Uh, and this is the pastor's office back here. And, uh, and But this is the sanctuary. And we're praying that God will uh, enable us to do this. But again, you've got to uh, see it before you see it. Amen. Amen. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things uh, uh, not seen. And, and, and we have a vision and we raise it up before uh, the people of God. And, and we want you to be mindful to pray about this vision uh, uh, because uh, I believe that if we are faithful, we can, we can do this. We can get this done. Amen. Amen. Uh, well, we're continuing a series that we call out, make him known through salutations, which is the month of gratitude, the month of gratitude. And we're going to be standing on Psalms uh, 105 and 1 
give thanks to the Lord, call on his name, make known amongst the nation what he has done. And this month we want to be thankful. This month we're just studying about being thankful uh, and uh, grateful and gratitude for for all that God has given us. Uh, Tonight, uh, we're going to share a message entitled, The Morality of Giving Thanks. The Morality of Giving Thanks. And uh, we're going to be looking at Ephesians chapter 5. We kicked it back to verse 1 for the context. Uh, Ephesians 5 verses 1 uh, through 5. And it's in your handouts, uh, 1 through 4. It's in your handout. This is the NASB. The NASB, I usually teach and preach from the NIV. Or, so uh, this is a little different. Read a little different. Uh, let's read this out loud together at the same time on three. One, two, three. the Lord. Tonight, we're going to talk on around a message entitled The Morality of Giving Thanks. The Morality of Giving Thanks. Tonight, we're going to talk on around three points. As the Holy Spirit gives us utterance, we're going to talk about the morality of your thirst. We're going to talk about the morality of your talk. We're going to talk about the morality of your thanks. And we want Christians to know tonight that Christians should put away immorality and be thankful. Christians should put away immorality and be thankful and be thankful. Again, we're in this month of of gratitude and we told you the importance of of gratitude and being thankful uh, because our elders used to challenge us to count our blessings. And uh, if we're in the habit of counting our blessings and being thankful, uh, then we can appreciate uh, what God is doing in and through our lives. And I began to think uh, that this is such an important uh, discipline of thankfulness that it's almost immoral to not be thankful more to not be thankful. And your newsletters, if you hadn't gotten newsletters, we got some copies back there. But it gives that great parable of the ten lepers. The ten lepers. And Jesus healed them all, but only one came back to say thank you. Only one was graceful or had gratitude enough to, to come back and to thank Jesus for what he did. It was an awesome miracle. It was an uncurable disease. That's modern day times. It'd be like uh, having AIDS and, 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 and uh, particularly when it was first before the medicines and all that had gotten better when it was a death sentence. Um, 
It'd be like Jesus curing an uncurable disease and nine went away and didn't have enough sense to come back and to say thank you. Almost uh, immoral oh, to not thank God for what he's done in their lives. As a matter of fact, Jesus posed the question, where are the other nine? Did not work in the other nine. Like, where, where are they at? They should be thankful for what, for what I've done. In the church today, we have uh, a bunch of ungrateful Christians. Well, God lavished his grace and his mercy and he moves in our lives and, and, and we call on him and he works and he moves. But, oh, but we're, uh, we're immoral because we don't stop and say thank you. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Everybody likes to be appreciated. Hello, somebody. When you help somebody out uh, um, and you have a position of influence and you help somebody else, the least somebody can say is what? Thank you. Thank you. Have you ever helped somebody out? Have you, have you ever allowed God to be your, uh, their connections and you've given a, a good word for somebody and they, and they got through the door that your voice helped to open and when they got through the door, oh, instead of saying thank you, they got such a muchy. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Have you ever had, you know, they say no good deed goes unpunished. Hello, somebody. <laughs> That's how we are with God. God does so many incredible things within our lives, even within this day. But have we just took time to say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for my health and strength because somebody woke up but couldn't get up. Thank you, Lord, for this nice car because somebody, oh, had to go to work, but they had to catch the bus or walk. Uh, oh, uh, did, did you say thank you because somebody, oh, would love to live in this nice house that you live in, but they're living in an apartment or, or living uh, with someone else. Have you ever just stopped, stopped to say thank you, Lord, for all? Oh, you've done. Thank you, Lord, for, for the shoes uh, that's on my feet. And, and you hear me share this testimony all the time. When, since he time with Africa, shoes were not a given. Shoes was a luxury. Hello, somebody. Many of us have countless numbers of shoes and, and clothing and, and all of this. And, and, and we forget to just say, Lord, thank you. Just count it up. I dare you. Somebody here today or, or, or around the world don't know where their next meal is coming from. And I double dog dare you to go to your deep freeze and look in that deep freeze and just say, thank you, Lord. Hello, somebody. Because not only do I know where my next meal is coming from, but it's going to take a lot of meals to clear out my pantry and my deep freezer and my refrigerator. And it's going to take a lot. So, Lord, thank you for the accumulation. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. But, but, but when we're talking about the morality of giving thanks, and, and we're going to look in the text tonight, and, and we're going to talk about first in this text, uh, the, the the morality that that Paul wants them to clear up within the church. The, the the first morality issues is 
the morality of your thirst or greed. Hello, somebody. It says, but immorality or impurity or greed must not even be named amongst you as is proper amongst the saints. You see, a greedy person will never be thankful. Hello, somebody. Because a greedy person would never be satisfied. Hello, somebody. And greed is so bad that God oh, addresses the people in the text and he lets them know that, that this shouldn't even be named amongst you. Have you ever met somebody who was greedy? One millionaire, uh, one interviewer asked a millionaire, how many millions are enough for you? And, and, and the person says, the next million. Hello, somebody. He had hundreds of millions of dollars, but he was concerned about the next million. Hello, somebody. We call it greed. Not, not being able to be satisfied with what you have. Not being able to be content with what you have. And all you want is uh, the big M word. All you want is more. Hello, somebody. More. That's, that's all you want. You're never content. You're never satisfied. All you want is more. Greed, greed, greed. Oh, you just got a new car and you want to get another car. Oh, you just got oh, a new wife and want to get another. Oh, let me stop there. <laughs> a greed. A greedy person won't be thankful. Hello, somebody. And they shouldn't be named amongst us. We, we shouldn't be a people of greed. Oh, because oh, greedy people will, will, will have a storehouse and not want to use, uh, like the Bible says, for whom much is given, much is required. They, they, they have much, but don't want to give anything to anybody else. They say, I worked up my way and, and pulled myself up by my own bootstraps. Oh, and that's what you're going to have to do. Hello, somebody. Have you ever seen a person that was greedy? Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. The Bible said, don't, don't, don't let that be, that, don't, don't let that be named amongst you. Yeah, young folk call that, that being thirsty. You're always trying to get, always trying to get more, more, and more. Hello, somebody. You're thirsty, you're thirsty. That's why Hebrews 13, 5 says, keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have because God has said, never will I leave you or never will I forsake you. Hello, somebody. Many times we like to read that bottom part. Never will I leave you or never will I forsake you. Read it in context. It says, keep your lives free from the love of money. Hello, somebody. Because, because people are greedy and want to have more and get more. They'll never be satisfied. That's why, oh, they have a good job, but the good job is not enough. So they go to the casino and try to get more money. And they play the lotto, try to get more money. And they, they go to Las Vegas to try to get more money. They're never satisfied. They're never satisfied. Oh, when is enough enough? And never will it be enough. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. her neighbor. Don't be that thirsty. <laughs> Don't be that thirsty. See, when, 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 when people come to the end of their lives, never at the end on their deathbed will they ever say, I didn't make enough money. 
That, that will never, many times that's never their regret. Most of the times their regrets lie in, uh, oh, having and not spending enough time with their families. Hello, somebody. Many of us fool ourselves uh, in this chase for money that you're, that you're providing for your family and you're chasing the dollar and greed and all that. And, and you, you're calling yourself a good provider, but, but your family is just saying all we want is your presence. Uh, enough is enough. We got plenty of fine cars. Hello, somebody. Enough is enough. We got plenty fine suits. Uh, enough is enough. Hello, somebody. Have, have you ever said that, that there is enough? You, you see, the older I get, the more I've, I've, I've become just content with what I have. Enough is enough. Hello, somebody. Uh, uh, you've heard me say that I'm the richest man in town. Not that I have the richest bank account, but it's just, you're just satisfied and content with what God has given you. So, oh, so you're just so happy and you feel so rich that enough is enough. Hello, somebody. Because the love of money is what? Not all evil. All kinds. And money is not evil hello somebody what it's the love of it hello somebody because oh you can take that dollar and that dollar can be used for good or bad hello somebody but many people oh will do bad things to get that money hello somebody not have any morality and they can they can sell drugs to get that money they can sell their bodies to get that money they can oh dance on a stripper pole to get that money because oh they don't want to work at a fast food joint because it's not enough money and they'll do all kinds of stuff to get money hello somebody hello somebody God says, God says, God says, keep your life free from the love of money. But be content with what you have. Hello, somebody. Don't let greed be named amongst you. Be content with what you have. Don't let greed be named amongst you. Be content with what you have. It's not that you it's not that you don't want more. Hello, somebody. It's just you're content to wait until God gives you more. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. I like the last part of that for somebody needs to know that tonight. Because God says, never will I leave you and never will I forsake you. When your life is free from the love of money, you learn to be content. God says, then I can bless you. Then you can have my presence. Then, oh, I can do with you what I want you to do with you. Hello, so then and only then. Talk about the morality of your thirst. Don't let greed be named amongst you as is proper amongst the saints. It's the morality of the thirst, but not only that, but we talk about the morality of your talk. The morality of your talk. In verse 4 it says, And there must be no filthiness, and silly talk or coarse gesturing, uh, the morality of your talk, don't you know that your talk uh, is supposed to be uplifting? Your talk is supposed to be encouraging? Hello, somebody. Many times the words that we use in our day and times are so uh, discouraging. 
Even in the household of God, people are not oh, talking to one another about the word of God or what God is doing or God's vision. Oh, we're busy talking silliness. Hello, somebody. We're busy talking filthiness. Hello, somebody. One thing, one thing, one thing, and I used to be one. It's probably why I'm so judgmental. <laughs> they say when well, you judge somebody, it's pointing right back at you. But I have a problem with Christians with that, that, that curse. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. You're cussing. Hello, somebody. Should, oh, should I cuss? Hello, somebody. Should I cuss? Is there ever a time that the preacher, the, the pastor uh, of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, is there ever a, a good time that I need to be cussing? Hello, somebody. <laughs> that nigga said no. Somebody else probably said yeah. <laughs> mind you, mind you, I'm not holier than now because I used to curse like a sailor. Oh, but God, oh, got a hold of me and said, this is not right. By the power of his Holy Spirit, he said, this is not right. This is something that, that, that you must be delivered from. And it's something that I struggle with because as I shared many times before, oh, my cursing was situational. If I was around Christian folk, I talk Christian. But if I was around, oh, some heathen folk, I talk uh, heathenese. Hello, somebody. And I talk with tongues that didn't need interpreting. Hello, somebody. <laughs> yeah. I used to be able to go with the best of them. As a matter of fact, some of the words you say today, I made up. Hello, somebody. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but God said that that that, that he, he he convicted me and said, "Hey, that 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 shouldn't be a part of of your conversation. That 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 shouldn't be a part of your of what comes out of your mouth." And and maybe he did that because he knew he was going to call me to be a pastor. Oh, and he didn't want me cussing out folk from the pulpit. Hello, somebody. I've seen it done. <laughs> I've seen it done. And I don't need to be trying to cuss out my deacons in the deacons meeting. Hello, somebody. I've seen that done. <laughs> I don't need to cuss out the, oh, our special members. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, the, the Bible says it, it, the, the filthiness or unwholesome talk shouldn't. Shouldn't be named amongst us. Hello, somebody. We, we shouldn't do it. Not only that, but silly talk or coarse gesturing. Oh, coarse gesturing. You say, what does that mean? Well, back in my day, uh, some of y'all days, we call that playing a dozen. Hello, somebody. Well, we just sit around. It seemed like that was just our entertainment. Well, we just sit around and talk about everybody who was there. We sit around. Uh, oh, and talk about your mama. That's where the term goes. Now, don't you talk about my mama. <laughs> you could talk about anything back in those days, but you couldn't talk about my mama. Don't you talk about my mama now. Oh, those are fighting words. Hello, somebody. I remember being in high school and I, I loved the class. I loved the class. The only thing I didn't like about that class was when the teacher was away, the people would just sit there and they would talk about one another. I hated being in that class because they just sit around just talking about one another. Turn them down. Calling them. And, 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 and it was supposed to be entertainment. Hello, somebody. I talk about you because I like you. No, 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 no. 
We're having a problem today with course gesture. We call this bullying. You know, a lot of kids are being bullied, talked about, and and, and some kids have uh, uh, t- taken their lives because people are bullying them, and that that shouldn't go on in the church. It shouldn't go on within the church. Uh, the temple, the temple. Where's the temple? That's you. That's you. The temple. That kind of stuff. Oh, shouldn't go on within your temple. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor. Oh, neighbor, you shouldn't talk like that. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh, neighbor, you shouldn't talk about me like that. <laughs> you shouldn't talk about me like that. They say every Sunday, every Sunday they have, oh, for lunch, roast preacher. Hello, somebody. <laughs> when they talk about the preacher after he done preached on Sunday morning, they roast him. Hello, somebody. <laughs> we call that roast preacher. Hello, somebody. But it says, and there should be no filthiness and silly talk or coarse gesturing. Ephesians uh, 4.29 says, do not let anyone unwholesome talk come out of where? Out of your mouth. But what? Hello, somebody. Um, but only what is helpful for the building others up according to their needs. Hello, somebody. Amen. Hello, somebody. The words coming out of my mouth should be helpful. Amen. But so many children have been scarred because of what mama said about them. Hello, somebody. So many children have been scarred because of what daddy said about them. Hello, somebody. Uh, so many, so many, so many young kids have uh, don't 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 look back on their childhood or, uh, uh, because of what was said about. They used to say sticks and stones uh, will break my bones, uh, but words will what? That's a lie. <laughs> words will hurt you. Words will hurt you. Words words could hurt you. Words, words from a preacher, a wrong word from the mouth of a preacher could scar somebody's Christian faith for life. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Wrong words. Wrong words. The Bible says our words should be wholesome talk. Should come out of our mouth. It, it, it should be helpful talk. And the next time you think about talking, you you need to ask yourself the question, is it helpful? Is it wholesome? Is what I'm about to say is going to build this person up according to their needs? Hello, somebody. If we had this, many of us wouldn't talk that much in a day. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. You just think about think, you know, think before you talk. You know, we live in a world where they say, oh, I just like to keep it real. I keep it real. And young folks say, I keep it 100. Mama and them used to say, if you can't say nothing nice, what? Don't say nothing at all. Say nothing at all. But yeah, we live in a generation where we're going to keep it 100. We're going to keep it real. We're we going to tell you how we really feel. Hello, somebody. 
People don't need to know how you really feel. You, you, you're going around giving people a piece of your mind. I just had to give them a piece of my mind. That's how I had to give them a piece of your mind. That's why you're crazy now because you gave your mind away longer time ago. Hello, somebody. You ain't got nothing left. Hello, somebody. We as Christians, uh, we, should, we, should, we should watch what we say. Watch what, how we talk. Don't, don't talk folk down. Talk them up. Hello, somebody. Somebody needs to hear that, that I, I believe that you can do it in a world where people are saying it can't be done. Um, somebody who needs your encouragement, maybe encouragement from your mouth could help somebody fulfill God's destiny upon their life. Maybe some encouraging words can build them up. Uh, and instead of oh, committing suicide, they can feel like there's some hope in this world because they, they needed to hear some up words. Uh, oh, just like a flower needs to hear from the sun. Hello somebody. Hello somebody. There's power in our words and our words should produce power. We need to stop breaking and tearing folk down and only building people up especially at the household of the Lord. Hello somebody. You want to see some unthankful, ungrateful people You see some folk complaining all the time. Hello, somebody. Complaining about what's going on at the church. Complaining about this. Complaining about that. Complaining, complaining, murmuring, the Bible calls it. Hello, somebody. And you can't see nothing right. And you're talking about everything. Hello, somebody. God says that that's not that's not grateful. That's not thankful. People who talk like this uh, feel like God owes them everything. So we got a, a, a generation of Christians that believe God owes them everything. Hello, somebody. Now, God don't owe you nothing. You owe him. Hello, somebody. You owe him everything. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Now, we... We must live up to what this word says. The, 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 the morality of, our, of your thirst and the morality of your talk. And if you get the morality of your thirst and the morality of your talk right, then maybe you can get to the morality of your thanks. Because it says you shouldn't be doing this filthy talk. You shouldn't be talking silly. Have you ever heard folk just talk silly? Just, just plain silly. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Coarse gesturing, talking about folk all the time. Wait, you're talking about me. I'm made in the image of God Himself. And if you talk about me, guess what? Talk about God. Ooh, that's deep. Think about that next time you want to call somebody ugly. <laughs> Hello, somebody. <laughs> Now, we're made in the image of God himself. God formed us in our mother's womb. We are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Maybe if we get our talk right, we get our walk right, and maybe we can get our thanks right. Hello, somebody. It says, instead of talking about this filthy, this filthy talk that you talk we have a nation talking filthy. 
some movie, uh, a book of Fifty Shades of Grey. Got three parts to it, and you got the nation talking about filthy, filthiness. Hello, somebody. He said, "Preacher, you ain't read the book." No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> filthy, silly, coarse. If you can get 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 over that, then you can get into what. But rather giving of thanks. Hello, somebody. That's the opposite of it. You put away all that stuff. That's that silly talk, coarse gesturing, and all that unwholesome talk. Then you can begin to be what? Thankful. Hello, somebody. Thankful. The more I studied thankful. The more I see how powerful it is, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about this coming Sunday. We're gonna talk about the 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 sacrifice of thanks, the sacrifice of thanks. That's literally a sacrifice that God wants to get from His people, a, a sacrifice of thanks. And 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 and, and in here He says, but but giving of thanks. One of the ways that you can tell whether you are. Mature Christian is is how thankful you are. And and, and like I said, many of the old saints, they used to be thankful. I mean, and we used to look at them because they they was thankful for the the, the simple things. It's thankful for being able to walk and being able to talk and being able to see and being able to hear and 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 we take that for granted. I mean, that in and of itself is, is enough to praise, say, hallelujah, praise you, Jesus. Amen. I opened my eyes and I could see. Amen. Hello, somebody. There was so many desperate people in the Bible who were blind and, 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 and they desired the, the, one blind man. They tried to hush him, hush, hush, be quiet, hush. But he got the, the loud and said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. He got louder. You see, the two blind men, that, that they were blind and they followed Jesus into a house. And Jesus, son of David, have, have mercy on me because, uh, oh, because they couldn't see. And, and many of us are able to open our eyes on a daily basis and not thankful that we can see. And not only what we can, that we can see, but what we do see. Hello, somebody. I'm able to open my eyes and I, and I can see you. I can see you now. But not only that, I can see uh, my blessings. I, I can count my blessings. I can, I can look at my wife and say, thank you, Lord, for my wife. I can, I can go and, and see uh, what's in the refrigerator. Thank God for, for his provision. I can thank God for the clothes that I have just by being able to see. Uh, um, and there's some folk, there's some folk that's, you know, just being, uh, being able to hear is a blessing. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. That was on the face of the scripture, those who were deaf and they, they, they wanted to be healed. But can you imagine if you couldn't hear? Hello, somebody. You couldn't watch TV. I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't do nothing. Yeah, you couldn't. <laughs> you say, why you can watch it, but you couldn't hear it. <laughs> That's what I meant. <laughs> you can see what's going on unless they had the captioning. Uh, I think they have that now. You would know what's what's what, what what's going on. Hello, somebody. 
just just being able to hear, just and one of the blessings that, that we have. There's a there's a, a, a disease that that, that, that that some people have and they and they can't taste. Ooh, that's deep, that's deep, that's deep. Taste is a wonderful something to be thankful for. Hello somebody. That's why we love those ribs because they taste so good. Why we love those that catfish because it tastes so good. <laughs> I told you my, my wife once cooked me one of them filet me on, you know. Filet me on, you know, filet me on. But oh boy, did it taste so good. <laughs> Yeah, I was talking about this. I don't want this. <laughs> but it tastes so good. Hello, somebody. I mentioned last time. That's why the Bible says, Oh, taste and see. That the Lord is good. Touch. Just being able to be thankful for touch. And, 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 and many of the lepers lost their sense of touch. And, it, and that's a horrible thing. They couldn't, they couldn't feel the, the rotting of their flesh. I, I don't like to talk about that a lot because it's, it's, it's so horrible but they couldn't feel can't feel can't touch that's a that's a wonderful thing just to be thankful for I mean that's just simply the stuff that we take for granted being able to walk a lot of times we don't know how what a blessing it is just to be able to walk until oh we get in a, a accident and as a grown person you've got to learn to Walk again. Woo, that's deep, isn't it? It's deep. Being able to walk. Being in your right mind. Grandmama never used to talk about, I woke up in my right mind. Hello, because somebody woke up this morning. I think Sister Gladys had this testimony. She said she didn't even know who she was. I said, man, that is a deep testimony to share. Thank you, Lord, for giving me back my right mind. There's somebody who, who woke up and they didn't know who they were. There's somebody that's in uh, a family that's dealing, have members that are dealing with all time. It's like, like my Annie. I love my Annie. She has all timers. She don't know who I am. Grandmama, let me say, thank you, Lord, for being able to wake up in my right mind. There's some folk that are in their right mind, but they got three and four and five other folk up in that right that mind. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. <laughs> it's funny, but it's not funny. <laughs> it's funny, <laughs> but it's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, but it's not funny. Especially if you had a family member dealing with schizophrenia. Hello, somebody. Thank you, Lord, for, for waking up, waking me up in my in my right mind because my grandmama and, and mama and them lived long enough to see what it was like for a person to have lost their mind. Hello, somebody. And it's, it was something to be thankful for. We have so much to be thankful for. And, and, and I, as a young man, I, I, I thank the Lord for, uh, for all he did for African-Americans because, you know, many times I, I get to t- talk to some of these older preachers and, and some of our older members and they tell me how it used to be. 
And they got to tell me how it used to be because I have no clue the way it used to be. Except that which I've read in history. Yeah, I didn't personally experience it. Back in my day when I was growing up and we caught the bus, we just thought it was cool to go to the back of the bus. Didn't know that that's where our folk many times would have to go. They had paid their fare and have to go to the back of the, uh, pay for the food, but have to go to the back of the restaurant. Pay uh, uh, some, and somebody was sharing with me, somebody was sharing me how they used to travel. I think it was a, a brother from, from California, how, 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 you know, he wouldn't travel across Arkansas at a certain time because he wouldn't be able to get a hotel. Hello, somebody. If you went through that, you should be, thank you, Lord, for all that you have done. We went from that to now we have what? A president. Hello, somebody. Thank you, Lord, for for all that you've done. I didn't have to go through that. Oh, anybody who called me the N-word, I called it right back, and it was something to be cool to say. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. How you say, that's my. (laughs) <laughs> I come from a younger generation than you. We should be thankful. All of the advancements, everything that God has done, we we should be thankful. Thank you, Lord. All that you have done for me personally. Thank you, Lord, for all that you've done in our culture and our society. Thank you, Lord, for for all that you have done. And, and we can go on and on and on. But we and many times we should go on and on and on and, and really count our blessings. I told you on Facebook there are people that are numbering the days and and they're just giving thanks for for whatever number of the day it is, I think it's 14. I have a hashtag 14, thanking, thanking God for such and such and such and such. Counting their blessings. Hello, someone. That's what we need to do. We have a lot coming against us. But if you add it up and you count it up, I can guarantee you that you got more going for you than it was against you. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. He said, preacher, but you don't know what I'm going through. But I know that you're still in your right mind, so you need to be thankful. I know that much because most of the folk going through what you're going through would have lost their mind a long time ago. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Thank you, Lord, for all that you've done. And this is what God requires, but rather giving of thanks. As a matter of fact, this is something we have to practice. Let's practice this on Sunday. It says, and, 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 and we all who grew up in the church probably have this one memorized. Enter into his gates with what? Complaining? What? Many times people walk through that door and they walk through that door complaining. Complaining about the folk that's here. Complaining about what they saw. Complaining about their life. No. That ain't how you come to church. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his course with praise. And then it says what? Twice. Use that word twice. Be thankful unto him. 
Be thankful unto him. Are you thankful unto him? Yeah, we as parents, we don't pray favorites, but wouldn't you kind of like a a kid better if they was just thankful? (laughs) You have one and you do something for them and they don't say nothing, but the other one say, thank you, mama. I I really appreciate it. You didn't have to do what you did. Thank you, mama. Thank you. I appreciate what you've done. Your sacrifices. Thank you, mama. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Some of y'all probably fall over because y'all know that it ain't my kid. <laughs> be thankful. God said, be <clears throat> Enter, come to this place with thanksgiving. Before you get here, count your blessing. And by the time you get here, you enter into his get enter into the service with thanksgiving. And be thankful unto him. Be thankful unto him. Are you thankful unto him or are you begrudging unto him? Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. This is this is an incredible principle. And we're gonna see Sunday how 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 being thankful liberated a character in the scripture. It, it literally li- liberated him. It took him from 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 from, from the miry pits. And brought him out. Just this power of being thankful. Hello, somebody. Be thankful. And not only to God, but be thankful for the people around you. Tell them thank you sometimes. Tell mama thank you. Tell grandmama thank you. Tell your wife thank you. Tell, tell. Let's be thankful. what the books say enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise be thankful unto him and bless his name that's what we have to do and that's the morality of giving thanks is that God deserves thanks an unthankful Christian is an immoral Christian. Ooh, that's deep. He said it again. An unthankful Christian is an immoral Christian. Be thankful. At least be thankful that you're saved. I mean, that's just thankful enough. We want to count our blessings to, to be saved from eternal damnation in hell. Jesus died for you and he changed the course and direction of your life and now you're going to a place called heaven. Hello somebody. And this place called heaven is something to look forward to and we realize as Christians that this place is not our home but we're just passing through and we're going to be in a place where there's no more dying, no more crying, no more trials, no more tribulation, no more high blood pressure, no more strokes, no more heart attacks, no more of any of that. Hello somebody. That's just through your salvation alone. God says, hey, 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 not only will I bless you in heaven, but he says here in the text earlier that I'll never leave you or forsake you right here on earth. Be thankful. Say to your neighbor, neighbor. Oh, neighbor. Be thankful unto him. Tonight, we're going to pray a different kind of prayer tonight. 
And all I want you to do in this prayer tonight as we go to our knees is just to thank God. Just to thank God. Just to thank him. Just don't ask him for nothing tonight. Don't ask him for nothing. Just thank him for everything. Hello, somebody. Let me say that again. Don't, don't ask him for nothing. All those who are able. I want you to be able to get on your knees. Get on your knees. All those that are able. And, and I'm going to start with a few thanks. And then I'm going to pause and let you pray your thanks. Just thanks. Count your blessing. Just, just thanks. Don't ask for anything. Just say thank you, Lord. And then I'm going to close us in a word of prayer. Shall we pray? Father, we come tonight just wanting to thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for all that you have done, Father. You've done so many miraculous miracles that are around us that we many times don't even know. We thank you, Lord, for the ability to wake up, Father. Because those who can't wake up, that's called being in a coma. So, We thank you, Lord, for being able to wake up, Father. We thank you, Lord, for being able to get up, Father, because those that who woke up and can't get up, Lord, that's called being paralyzed. But we thank you, Lord, for being able to wake up and being able to get up, Father. And and we thank you, Lord, that we're able to wake up, Father, in our right mind, Father. And and there's some folk that, that woke up that are not in their right mind. But we thank you, Lord, for our right mind, Father. We, we thank you, Lord, that when we woke up, Father, we were in a place, a, a house, an apartment, or something that you provided for us, Father, to uh, protect us from the cold air. Because there's somebody, Lord, that woke up. They didn't wake up in the, in, in the heat or the warmth of, of heat, Father. They woke up in the cold outside, Lord, uh, sleeping under a bridge. So, Father, we thank you, Lord, for when we woke up, Father, we were able to get up. And when we got up, we were in a place, Lord, of shelter, Father, called a house or uh, uh, some call it a home, Father. Some, it may be an apartment, but Lord, we thank you, Lord, for what you have given us, Father. And some, Father, when we uh, was able to get in our mind that we uh, needed to go to work, Father, there's somebody to here, Lord, want to thank you, Lord, for having a job, Lord, to be able to go to, Father, for there's some folk that woke up and got up, and, 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 and but they didn't have a job, Father, to go to, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for Oh, Father, for, the, for our jobs and our ministries and, 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 and what you do, Lord, to provide for us, Father. We, we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name, Father. We thank you, Lord, for the many blessings. And tonight, Lord, we come tonight just as a church, Lord, want to continue that thanks, Father. We want to give you tonight, Lord, that, that sacrifice of thanks, Lord. We don't want to ask you for, for anything tonight. We just want to thank you, Lord, for all that you have done, Father. And Father, listen to the thanks, Lord, of your people, Lord. And somebody, Father, tonight that's going to thank you, Lord, and you're going to move on their behalf. And we thank you, Lord, for that in advance, Father. But we just want to pause right now, Lord, and just thank you, Father. Hello again. This is Pastor Michael Eaton. I've been your host for today's program. And before we sign off, we just want to make sure that you have a personal relationship with God. You know, many people are waiting to have a personal relationship with God. They're waiting because they're trying to clean up their life or get right with God to stop smoking or cursing before they come to the house of the Lord. And you know what I tell them? There's nothing that you can do or stop doing that would make you right 
for a relationship with God. The thing that you must do, however, is take God's provision. You see, in order to get right with God, you have to meet him on his terms, and his terms is Jesus Christ. The Bible said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And the Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the Bible also said that God demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. God's only son, God's love, Christ died for us. So in order to get right with God, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can do that today by praying this simple prayer. Dear God, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe in my heart that Jesus died for my sins, was buried, and rose again on the third day. Dear God, come into my life, come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Amen. And praise the Lord. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, then the angels in heaven are rejoicing. For now you are a child of the living King. Because you're a child of the living King, you have to find God's family, and that's what the church is. The church is God's family here on earth. With love, believe by faith that you've been born household of faith here at Bethlehem. Again, we're at 311 North Dunbar in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We'd love to see you in our services. But if you're listening throughout the world, listening throughout the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, or even China, we're going to pray that God will deliver you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-living church where you can grow up and the things of God. We want to thank you once again for listening. And again, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to find a church home. A baby born needs to be a baby born in the family because babies can't make it on their own. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are a spiritual baby. You must find a church home. Again, we want to thank you for joining us today. And I'm going to give us a final benediction. A benediction is a final blessing. Father God, we thank you, Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name that you would bless everyone at the sound of my voice, especially the new children of God. Deliver them safely to a church home and put your hedge of protection around us all. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again, either here in Cyber Church or in the service. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello again. This and is Pastor Mike Tom, the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We want to take this opportunity to see if God used this message in your heart. If if your life is changed, if God really spoke to you and touched your heart and changed the moment in your life, we just want to thank God for how he's working in your life, but we also want to take this opportunity to see if we can get you to sow a seed in the life of our church. Right now, we're entering into a building program, and we've calling this program Vision to Reality. And this is phase one of our building program, and I've told many of our members, you know, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. Not living in a mega city. This is Paul's Valley. 
But we serve a mega God because we're heard all over the United States and different countries and kingdoms. And we're believing that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills where you are. And if you take a moment and go to our church website at www.hearGodsWord at Bethlehem.com and you can hear it. Uh, tap the link on the MySpace page or uh, just go to the front page of our website at www.HearGodsWord at Bethlehem.com and scroll to the bottom there. You'll see Vision to Reality and that's where you can give to the building and we, we want to do it kind of just like Obama did it. he raised his funds it was just people ordinary everyday people $25 that helped him to raise millions of dollars in a economy that people were saying that is depressed I think that's God and I believe God can do it for us and we want you to give once again now if God has touched and moved and worked in your life as a result of you listening to this ministry we want you to give to vision to reality and help us to make our building here in Paul's Valley, state of the arts, build a reality because you've taken time to give 25, 50, 10, 100. And you may be able to do more. Whatever God is laying on your heart, we need you so we can build this vision to a reality. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Again, go to the website, www.heargodsword.com.